0: Welcome to NRP's Leadership Conference Podcast. Every February, pastors and leaders from around the country gather together at our Leadership Conference for dynamic teaching, powerful worship, impartation, ministry, and covenant relationships. Here's one of the recordings from our 2023 Leadership Conference.
1: A humbling honor to be asked to speak amongst groups of people that in ministry and doing the doing the work every week, and uh, and it's a humbling thing for me. Uh, as uh, as as Pastor John was talking, I've asked the Lord many times why he why he chose me. Amen. Uh, because I'm not that outward going guy that likes to be in front of people. But what I figured out over the years is that. I have a passionate heart that sold out to him. When he reached down in a horrible pit of miry clay and lifted me up and set my feet on a rock, he said, you yeah, I established your goings. I put something in you that people are going to see and they're going to be able to put their trust in the Lord. Amen? And so I, I, I just thank you again for the opportunity to come and to speak into your life. And I believe that I believe that I have a word from God. Um, when I was told that that this would be happening, um, I began to seek the Lord and I said, God, you know, this is not about me trying to figure out what's my best message I've ever preached so that I can be comfortable preaching it in front of this group of people. But God, I need a fresh word from heaven that will bring impact to our lives in the place that we're at in our world right now. God, something that when we leave here, we leave here different than what we came. Not because of a preacher, but because of the Holy Ghost power of God. And so I pray tonight that... What is released in us tonight uh, will will dig into us in a way that we could not get it any other way. Amen? Amen. How many is hungry for more? As I was praying in my office before coming into the sanctuary, uh, I began to see, because I'm going to be talking to you about four rivers of revival tonight. Four Rivers of Revival. And, and I kept hearing the Lord talking about the fire of God. And, uh, and I thought, Lord, it's almost like like that uh, cancels one another out when I'm talking about fire. I'm talking about river at the same time. And the Holy Ghost stirred up in me and told me to just quickly jump on my computer and Google rivers on fire. And as I pulled up the images on my computer, I began to see that they've had several disasters throughout the years, one in Ohio, another one in some other places where oil and different things were released into rivers, and then when wildfires came to the river, it set the river on fire, and so the rivers are just blazing with these flames of fire. And I felt like the Lord said, what I'm about to do in this nation and even around the world is the rivers are about to be dug deeper. Amen. He said, People are in the river, they've got in the river, but there's deeper depths that we have not went to in the river, and the river is not going to get wider, amen, but it's going to dig out the bed of the river and dig it deeper. Amen. So I want to look at Isaiah chapter 41, and I want to read a couple of scriptures just to lay a foundation, and then I want to share and deliver what's on my heart. And, uh, and allow God to do some things in us tonight that is going to be, that's, that's be life transforming, amen? Not just for us. I mean, it's going to be personal to us, but it's also going to be impacting for our city, amen? How many of y'all know our cities need revival? Yes. But they don't need a series of meetings. No. Amen? Amen? amen. They need revival, but they don't need a series of meetings. Isaiah 41, verse 17. The prophet said, When the poor and needy search for water, and there is none, and their tongues are parched from thirst, then I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. Verse 18 says, I will open up rivers for them on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground. Glory to God. Rivers will flow across the parched ground. In God's mercy, He's stirring up the waters once again. Amen? I love what Pastor John said this morning. I mean, I'm still soaking in what, what all I was taking in from Pastor John. Amen. But he said, you know, he, he doesn't like to hear that the church is in trouble. The church is going down. The church is going under. We know there's hard and difficult things happening right now. But we also know the God who, belo- who the church belongs to. Amen. And he has never lost a battle. Somebody said Hallelujah. He has never lost a battle. So the rivers of revival are beginning to flow so that the glory of God will once again be seen and experienced in power. Amen? I believe that God in revival is is that kind of revival that God wants to see not only the Word preached with power, not only the Word seen with the fire on it, amen, but the Word confirmed with signs and wonders followed. Amen, whatever we're preaching, amen, God wants to see a demonstration happen amongst the people so that when we declare what the Lord said was going to happen, amen, then they begin to watch those things happen right before their very eyes. I love Ezekiel's vision experience with the river. I love it when God lets me preach from it, but I'm not tonight, amen, one thing that I saw there is that as the, as the angel began to lead Ezekiel into that river, the, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Ezekiel had an opportunity to go just as far as he wanted to go. Right. Right. Ezekiel could have went to the knees and said, that's far enough for me, I'm not going any farther And I think sometimes, amen, if we're not careful, we miss what God's doing with the river experience and we allow ourselves to stop too quick. So I pray tonight, amen, that we're going to invite the presence of God to dig down in me and say, God, I have not arrived. I thank you for where I am now because I'm not where I used to be, amen, but I'm not even close to where I want to be. Amen. God, I want you to dig down in me, Lord. I want you to break it open, Lord, and allow Allow the depths of the river to begin to be cultivated. Amen. Ezekiel 47, verse 9. The prophet said, There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Glory to God. I'm all about life. I'm about life transformation. I'm about living in the blessing of God. Amen. So I am interested in being a river person. Hallelujah. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I grew up on on the west side of Tulsa. And we had a name that we were called and referred to. Back then I had no idea they were prophesying over my life. They called West Side, we were called river rats. And I thought it was an insult. And now today I receive it and I say, Yes, Lord, thank you for every person that referred to me as a river rat because today, God, I am a river person. I am hard after the river, God. I don't intend to ever get myself dis- dislodged from the river because life will flourish. Wherever this water flows. I read a book last year that had an incredible impact on God bringing me into where I'm at in our mission and our journey. It was called Doorkeepers of Revival by Pastor Kim Owens. And I began to read that, that book and I began to get some things that began to stir up in my spirit that I had thought about for quite some time but I really didn't know just exactly what was what was going on inside my heart. But then I began to realize that revival for what I saw as an evangelist traveling on the road and what revival and the definition of revival looked like because I made a living by preaching revivals, amen. And so what revival look like for me is when is where is my next week revival meeting where is my next three nights going to be where is this going to happen and I come into town and I delivered my heart packed up in my trailer and drove down the road amen and I begin to see that there was a pattern happening that whenever I would go people would begin to refer to the last revival that they had amen when we had revival last year it was such a move of God demonstrated and something began to stir on the inside and I said what's wrong with this picture amen what is the deal that all of a sudden we show up and God decides to visit us for a week amen and has revival and then we go back to doing life as usual amen and waiting and praying and waiting until God decides okay it's time now you get to have another revival amen I'm telling you right now that what God's plan is is to stir it up amen bring sustained revival in the hearts of his church amen to where we expect the presence of God is going to show up every time we show up God is going to show up and touch his people God wants us to move revival is not an event it's not a series of meetings with a guest speaker the revival is a river flow one of the best messages I've ever heard on revival is revival is a walk walk revival is a walk it's not a destination it's a walk and so I want to look real quick at these four rivers of revival that I believe God intends to do and to break some things out and to break us free in this hour amen from some things that possibly hinders us from staying in that river presence and watching the presence of God live and activate us for the glory of God the first one is the first river: salvation through the blood. When the Lord told me that, I said, "Lord, do you know who I'm preaching to?" This is a church conference. Even more than that, there's a bunch of preachers in the conference. Yeah. Right. Salvation through the blood. John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus replied, talking to Nicodemus, he said, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spirit, Spirit. the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Apart from the Holy Spirit being involved, amen, there is no new birth experience. It doesn't matter how we try the packages, it, how it has to look. There has to be an invitation for the Holy Spirit to be brought into the mix, amen, that the Holy Spirit can draw somebody to know Jesus Christ. I believe that the new birth experience is going to come back in a deeper place in the church as God's presence begins to get that rightful position, amen, that He is desiring in this hour. I believe that that right now, amen, there's a lot of shaking that's going on in our nation. There's a lot of shaking going on even around the church world. But can I tell you that I believe in many circles there's been a lot of, of focus on intellect, amen, on trying to figure out how to make the gospel attractive to the unbelieving community amen can I tell you that when Jesus introduced the gospel to the unbelieving community how he did it I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit but how he did it amen Jesus went in cast devils out amen Jesus said hey it's time you got to repent you got to do the things that are necessary amen he didn't worry about I wonder if they're going to really understand what I'm talking about Jesus said this is the deal you are lost and I'm Getting a way for you to be found, Amen. And so Jesus said, "Come unto me, Amen, and I will make a way for you where there seems to be no way." He trying to make it attractive, as I said in my office just a second ago. I pulled out the Passion of the Christ book that I have, and I began to thumb through the pages, looking at the pictures. And I don't believe that Mel Gibson was able to capture really the depth of the true suffering of Jesus Christ. But he did, Pastor Rick, he did such a good job that many believers have told me out of their own mouth, I can't watch that movie. It's too gory. I gave it an R rating because they said it was too gory. Can I tell you that there's people that pull back from the blood? They pull back from the blood. They say, I'm not going to preach a bloody gospel. Can I tell you right now that sin is horrible. Sin is ugly. Sin is black. Sin is destroying people's lives. It is abusing people. It is tearing families apart. It is ripping people apart. I'm telling you, sin is ugly. And it took a messy, messy, bloody, man's sacrifice to come and pay the price to bridge the gap from darkness into the marvelous light of God. Hebrews chapter 9 the writer said then he said this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you and in the same way he sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact according to the law of Moses nearly everything was purified with blood. I don't know how many modern day people would have went to that church. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. See, there's no way around it. Salvation came with a very messy and unattractive high price. If I could say so, it was a bloody mess. It took it to wash and cleanse the mess that sin brings into the life of a lost person. I love to hear somebody speaking that every every so often what comes out of their mouth is it matters to me about the lost rather than somebody else's feelings. Amen. Whether somebody else thinks about it, what matters to me is that it's a heaven and hell issue and I cannot compromise anything. They would dare to not rescue somebody somebody into the awesome truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is every believer's responsibility to make sure every lost person understands how messed up, how horrible sin is, and what it has done to their life. It is. There's no way around. Amen? Now, 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 and and let me stick something in here. Because there's some some people that just downright have an ugly attitude and an ugly heart and when they start talking about people in sin, they just want to beat people up and tell them how bad they are. Let me tell you something. When I start talking to somebody about their sin, I know that it's got to be so wrapped in the love of God. It's got to be so wrapped with a compassionate heart. Amen? Just throwing somebody a life rope. Amen? I'm not throwing them an anchor to sink home amen i'm throwing a life rope saying i'm coming after you i want to pull you out i want to bring you in but i can't compromise and get you out of the water i have to help you understand that you're drowning you're drowning and you need to be rescued only then can a person be ready, ready to confess responsibility for sin and cry out to a holy God, amen, for forgiveness through true Godly sorrow. Amen. Jonathan Edwards preached that famous message, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. And I I still have a difficult time after all these years of reading that message, understanding trying to visualize in my mind people that were hanging on to support posts in the sanctuary because they felt like they were about to slide into the bowels of hell and they were holding on, crying out for mercy. Why? The floor wasn't opening up. Amen. But the man of God was delivering a word that said sin is so horrible and it's lying to people it's robbing people it's cheating people and if they don't get this life rope that i'm throwing amen they'll perish forever and they saw a need they didn't see a man beating them up they saw a man that was trying to rescue people that were broken and hurting amen there will be a river that will go deeper in true repentance. Once again, in God's church, where that presence is welcomed and the full gospel is being released, amen, as this tribe embraces the full gospel, amen, we know that churches are going to have impact because repentance is about to go deeper than it has been. Then and only then we will see true deliverance begin taking place as sin truly gets confronted. And that's the second river the Lord gave me was deliverance from demons. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, Jesus said in verse 7, He said, go! 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 And announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give. As freely as you have received. Amen. I'm going to tell you when we sang that song last night. Hell has lost another one. I'm going to tell you why. I just about go slap nuts. Amen. Because I recognize myself. And I say God that was me God. And you rescued me. You pulled me out God. As I was on that slippery slope. Headed to hell. God you set me free. But not only did you deliver me from sin. But God, the men of God that cast demons from my life, drove the demons out of me. God, if it wouldn't have happened for that, amen, I probably would not have been able to stay the course. Amen, I went from being born again, I got to stay out and and, and fellowship with the church for six months before I went to prison. And then I went to prison, amen, that's not a great place for discipleship, but... It's either you're going to be all in or you ain't. Amen. And I went through the crash course of understanding that the demonic forces of hell were not going to back off of my life, but they were coming after me, and they were coming after me with a vengeance, amen. I had to understand really quick, amen, that just because I got saved, just because I called myself a Christian and I carried my Bible, amen, that wasn't enough. I had to recognize that I've been redeemed, amen, and I know that devils are coming back, but I know that God that has saved me and delivered me, amen. That I can stand, yeah. but then I walked through this walk, right. and over a period of time, I've had to understand that deliverance is not a one-time shot. Right. The devil, the devil's going to keep coming. Yeah. Hey, man, he's going to keep coming. We we were going through some deliverance things and. And uh, and 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 we were we were sharing with one another what was going on in our prayer time, and, and my wife she was in her prayer closet praying, and she come to some ancestral stuff, Pastor Troy, and uh, and she began to read and do something, be, do some renouncing, and all of a sudden she she felt some things released, amen. And she came, she said, what do you think happened? And I said, you know what happened? There were some things hanging on in the background that wanted to be there and wanted to hold on to you, but because you began to go to the Word of God and you began to declare the Word of God and you begin to renounce and break those things that no more are you having any place in my life. Amen. Freedom took place. Amen. You say that can't happen. She was a believer. Let me tell you something. Devils are not. Amen. Inoculated to a believer they will get into my head, get into my thoughts. Amen. Try to drive me the wrong way. But when I stand on the Word of God and understand that greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. I can deal with them quickly. Amen move forward amen it's a subject that over the last decade I was trying to remember in my mind the last time I'd went to a church even a revival that I heard messages being preached or the opportunity for people to deal with and get free from devils from demons and I thought Lord how can that be How can that be? I love today, again, Pastor John Nuzo saying, you know what? I had to get back where I'd go back to the Word of God and say, what did Jesus do? Amen. Whatever Jesus did, that's what I want to do. Amen. And as I was sitting in that seat, I thought, Lord, that's where I'm at, God. And the things I've been looking and studying and I've been seeing, God, that's exactly who I am. I am a man who wants to do exactly what I see you doing, Lord, because that's what you said I should be doing. You know, the seriousness of sin many times is not being confronted. And when it's not being confronted, then there's very little issue to make demons uncomfortable in people's life. See, I've watched people in our own church that I've questioned why do we help them get a place of victory And it seems like breakthrough came. And then they go right back in the same deal. I said, Lord, what's the deal? And then the Lord began to open up to me and show me. There's got to be deliverance, Chris. And for some reason, people got it in their head that we don't have to do deliverance if they accept Jesus and His blood washes our sins away. That took care of all the other problems. Some of y'all figured out after you've been saved a while, that ain't the case. Amen. There's still a battle that is raging. There's still a battle to be fought. Amen. And we've got to get to the Word of God. We don't want to just take anybody's word for it. Amen. One of the most dangerous things that people can do is get on the internet and start researching demon stuff, watching deliverance video, watching all that stuff. That's one of the worst things a person can do. They need to get with somebody amen that's accountable, somebody that knows what's going on, somebody that has a reputation that has been tried by the fire. Amen. And you know that when they speak into your life amen they're going to be speaking truth and they're going to stay with you and walk with you through to the freedom and we got people in this tribe right here amen that know how to do that and our church our church has moved into a new realm praise the Lord now not only have we got our people free Or still getting free. (laughs) But we're having people come in. Come in. I need to get free. I need to get free. We don't care what service it is. We don't care what service it is. Whatever service they're sent in here, we're going to deal with it amen we're gonna love them we're gonna we're gonna get a hold of them and you know what's wild is i thought sometimes when it first started because i mean it just showed up i mean glory to god and i thought we're gonna lose half the church (laughs) but as long as the church understands what's going on they understand scripturally what's happening they get excited about it amen hallelujah they get excited you know why they get excited? Because they're just as excited to see somebody else get free as they are to get free. Amen? They just want to see God's work happening in the now, right now. So that second river, God's about to dig deeper. He's about to dig some of the bedrock out of it and open up deliverance once again. And men of God are going to come back to that place where they're going to search out their own life. Amen? How many of y'all know tragedy, crisis, and trauma can open the doors for demon activity? How many of y'all know preachers have a lot of that stuff? Oh my God. Come, on, Come on, you can act like you don't, but that's okay. <laughs> we have challenges from church. Right. We have challenges in our personal life. Right. Amen. And we need help. And so we get real with ourselves. And guess what? What when I get delivered, and then I share, with, <laughs> and then I share with other people that I've been delivered. All of a sudden they think, oh, he got delivered. Maybe I can do that. And maybe it's not a shameful thing anymore. Maybe it doesn't make me less of a child of God. Amen. If the pastor's willing to step out and say demons are giving me a problem. Amen. And i got to call for the people of the church so we can stand together and fight the good fight of faith. Amen. If the pastor will do it. Amen. Then I can do it. Now we got people in the church not staying in bondage, but they're running up saying I need to get prayer. I need to get free. The river's being dug out. Rivers of deliverance. Amen. you got to hurry before he starts flashing them cards at me. (laughs) Jesus is found engaging the demonic as he began ministering to those he came in contact with. In Mark chapter 1 verse 23, the Bible said suddenly. Say "Suddenly." suddenly. I love the suddenlies of the Word of God. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue. Where was he? In church. In church in church Jesus came to church a man possessed by an evil spirit cried out in church why are you interfering with us Jesus of Nazareth have you come to destroy us I know who you are the Holy One of God but Jesus reprimanded him, be quiet, come out of the man. He ordered and at that the evil spirit screamed threw the man into convulsion and then came out of him. If we could have went back into that story and saw what happened after that happened, after the convulsion stopped and the demon came out, amen, and then we got a picture of what that guy was doing after that, amen, I believe that guy was cutting a rug, amen, across the synagogue, amen, he was jumping, he was praising God because here he had been in church all that time, all bound up, all crippled up, amen, and God moves, he gets delivered and set free, he's about to get loose in that place it happens it's very evident that Jesus didn't just find the demonized in the pubs or the streets he was in the church some in the culture got the silly idea that we don't deal with demonized people in the church anymore we send them to yeah. We got one over here on 49. My wife, bless her heart, never been anything like that. We had to go see a young woman. And and Patty just didn't know what to think. This is a place where people are oppressed, depressed, demonized. And as we began to talk a little bit, I wanted her to know what was going on. And the woman shared, she said, yeah, they're here from four years old. All the way to adults. You think we got a demon problem? I know we got a demon problem. The problem is, is that even if they recognize that it is a demon, where is the closest church that they know about that will deal with demons in their kids' lives or in their parents' lives? Where is that church where that ministry's happened? And there's a demonstration of the Spirit and power of God that's taking place where people can get free. The only reason people are coming through this door is because people are walking outside and they're saying, you know what, I had a demon and God delivered me and set me free. Amen? Somebody else is hearing it, and they're bringing somebody else. Amen. Why? Because God desires for the rivers of revival to be impacting this world. If the church is not the place for the demonized to get free, then where do they go? Where do they go? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After leaving the synagogue, we find Jesus dealing with the next group that he comes in contact with that same evening. All right, The same day. Amen. Mark chapter 1 verse 32. Later in the day, just after the Sabbath ended at sunset... The people kept bringing to Jesus all who were sick. And I was listening to a guy the other day who's big in deliverance ministry right now. And he was asked a question. He said, why do you think there's such a pushback against the deliverance ministry? And let me drop this in. There is no such thing as deliverance ministry separated from just the good news. There is no specialized, that's the demon hero over there. Jesus said, go and announce that the kingdom is here. Cast out devils. Amen. It doesn't doesn't have to be a big show, a big circus that's going on. I'm telling you, we have authority in the name of Jesus. And we've got to just step up, amen, and know that God is in me. And because God is in me, who in the world could stand against me? There is none, amen. I'm telling you, if you demonize, you got a problem. I'm telling you, you need to come and find me, amen. Because I've got authority to help you get free. After the Sabbath ended at sunset, the people kept bringing to Jesus all who were sick and tormented by demons until the whole village was crowded around the house. Jesus healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. We can see why Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 10 what his expectations was of those following him. These signs... Shall follow them that believe. So now we ask ourselves a question. If I'm a believer, how do I qualify that? According to the Word of God. These signs will follow those that believe. When is the last time? that I laid hands on the sick and they recovered. When is the last time that somebody being tormented and twisted up by the demonic, amen, they were spoke to and victory came on their life, amen, and they begin to cry and hug your neck because they said, you don't understand, I have not had peace in my mind in years like I have right now. Thank you for doing what you did. Let me tell you something, there's no greater reward in all this earth, amen, than seeing somebody set free and watching them grab you and hug you and hold you Because you were willing to obey God and do what God has called us to do, Mark chapter one verse thirty-nine. He traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues. There he is in the churches, casting out demons. That's just one gospel, one chapter. Let me say this to us to help us out. This needs to be taken to our prayer closet. We don't have a problem telling people that He heals the sick. All right. Somebody calls, says, I got cancer. Somebody says, you know what? I got the problem. I'm in the hospital doing whatever. I mean, we got a call this morning. A lady in our church had fell a couple of days ago and, and hit her head on the nightstand. And, uh, and, and then she got... She got today her blood pressure went through the roof, so they wanted to put her in the hospital to check her out to see if she had a brain bleed. People are always needing the church to pray for healing, and we don't have an issue with that. But the same people out there that are having problems with demonized Jesus went about everywhere, healing all. That were oppressed of the devil. Amen. Healing all. That were oppressed of the devil. Jesus paid special attention watching people. I'm going to tell you something. If you start flowing with the Spirit of God, being led by the Spirit of God, and you look into somebody's face, it don't take very long to figure out there's some other resident in that person right there, amen, that I need to help them to get that person evicted out of there. Amen. It's got to go. We had prayer the other night, last Monday night. We had prayer here. And at the end of prayer, amen, is it okay if I just share a little bit of that? Amen. I, at the end of prayer I just felt this little urge and said you know what there, there, there's, there's some here and I'm thinking one or two people amen and, and this is prayer this ain't church this is the dedicated people at prayer and I said the Lord said that it's eviction time for some addictive behavior so if that's you step forward this is the end of our hour of prayer so I'm thinking we're going to pray for two people we're going to be done we're going to go home Three-fourths of the people stepped forward. I said, oh, praise God amen and so we just started taking authority over whatever was torment, whatever was bringing problem whatever was bringing challenge amen and breaking it off of them we saw several people get I mean totally wrecked totally set free amen I was walking out the door going home at 9.30 that night amen after we was finished with prayer at 7.30 hallelujah amen we're, we're just going to why because people are hurting and broken but now the message is becoming clear amen that I don't have to live under that bondage Amen. But I can come into Jesus and the river of God will break it free in my life. The river is flowing. What about ministry leaders that already feel alone all by themselves and don't really feel comfortable about talking about the thoughts and battles that they face? I told Pastor Keith, that I was reading an article by Barna Research the other day and on pastors and the condition of pastors. And out of over 2,000 pastors that were surveyed and interviewed, that in 2023, 38% of them said if they can figure out how to get out of the ministry, they will. Because of the oppression, the depression that's on their life. Can I tell you what what that spells? They need somebody to help them get set free. But they're a preacher, Pastor. I know that. That's why they need to get free, so they can continue to do what they've been called to do. Amen? They can't do it. I mean, when, you see, when you're hearing of people in the pulpit that are being sent away on sabbatical so they can try to get peace of mind so they can even stand in the pulpit. Are you kidding me? Hey, Amen? I was thinking in my heart. I said, oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't know you are supposed to do that. I mean, how many of y'all ever had a bad day? I had a bad day too and what I thought you were supposed to do is get the foot of the cross and cry out to God and say I need the power of God amen to come up on my life Lord I'm not feeling it right now and I need your help right now amen and I trust that God shows up and if that doesn't break it through then I'm going to call somebody else I'm going to say "Hey, brother I need you Frank Hornsby amen I need you to pray for me I need you to help me I got to break through this situation because I know greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world let me go to number three true repentance happens deliverance happens then the refilling of Holy Ghost and fire see I want us to understand something as ministry people I know all of us aren't pastors some of us leaders but all of us need Holy Ghost fire John was a very respected prophet and when he was talking and addressing the people He said, let me tell you something, guys, I'm committed to what I do and what I do is, 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 it's important, but I'm telling you right now that the one that's coming after me, the one that's coming after me is the deal. He's not just going to baptize water. It's not going to be just about water. But He's coming to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. And with fire. He said this is about to get real. Amen. Jesus is about to come and put a deposit on His local church that His local church can rise up and begin to operate in the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And what? Amen. The forces of hell submit. Amen. To the name of Jesus refilling Acts chapter 4 those guys were on fire they went before the court system you know the story told them y'all better stop preaching man we can come down on your head and instead of going back saying we need to move we need to leave town amen they said Lord grant unto your servants God boldness that we can proclaim your word. God put your power upon us that when we stretch forth our hands God that we can heal the sick God that people would be set free delivered that people would get the gospel God come on us and the Bible said that heaven opened over them and the very place where they were gathered it began to shake Amen. and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire I'm telling you right now we are crying out with a desperate cry This says God we ain't finished yet we gotta have have more we gotta have more I'm preaching amongst preachers <laughs> probably better equipped to preach this than me but, but I'm telling you it's a desperate cry on the inside what's happening at this church is happening because of the desperate cry of people people showing up And crying out prayer. Pastor Rod. Amen. The prayer movement. Glory to God. Amen. I hear Pastor Rod constantly. It's the prayer movement. It's the prayer movement. Amen. And Destiny adopted that. Grabbed hold of that. And I said you know what? Preaching's important. Amen. Worship's important. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now. If you want those two to do any good. It better be bathed in prayer. It better be picked up in prayer. It better be launched in prayer. And it better be powerful prayer so we got to teach people to pray we got to teach people we invite people to come to prayer here on Monday night amen right off the jump get them free come on and they come sometimes they just sit in the chair and look they don't know what to do it's like Pastor John said today we're going to pray 30 minutes 30 seconds they're done they don't know what to do so we're instructing them. We're teaching them. I have word prayers that, that are printed out where they can pray the word over all kinds of situations, all kinds of circumstances. I say, you got to do it. See, when the Holy Ghost gets in a person, there's a fire that begins to burn. And I understand over the years I had to come to that place. I understand. I've got to teach them how to put more wood on the fire and keep that fire blazing. Amen. We don't want it to get down to a comfortable little Little, uh, uh, you know, fire that you're sitting in front of at your house at nighttime. We want this thing raging and blazing all of the time. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let me say really quick, and I'm and I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. What do we got? Two. Okay, let me wrap up with this. Uh, I believe that the enemy done done a, a pretty good job of shutting deliverance and all out of the church to get it out of the church. And what he came after then was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is it's not really attractive to growing large churches. So what we need to do is we need to disguise it or hide it. And I'm telling you right now that God is stirring in this nation saying... My church was birthed in Holy Ghost fire and it drew over 3,000 people into the kingdom of God. Amen. Just another spot. They went on up to several thousand more in the kingdom of God. We don't have to apologize for the Holy Ghost in fire. We don't have to make uh, all kind of excuses. Amen. All we got to do is be genuine, fall in love with Jesus Christ, be full of the Spirit of God, and say God is more than able to bring you through and bring you out and activate you to do great things for the kingdom of God. So, activation. Without Holy Ghost and fire, there's not going to be activation for duplication. And none of this is any good if my goal is for me to be a superhero. It's for me to get some kind of ministry that people look at me and put me on Facebook or do whatever and make it about me. No, it's got to be duplication. It's got to be me seeing it important in other people and then released going to the world and seeing ministry take place in the world. So we've got to be releasing the people as Pastor John was telling us today. So this has got to happen, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of the body of Christ. And look at this. He said, revival is for the church. So the awakening can happen in the world. We need Holy Ghost fire. We need the anointing. We need it to happen. So here we are tonight. Stand with me if you would all over the building. Here we are tonight. Running together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Here we are praying to the same Lord of the harvest. Raise up laborers in this hour. And what it means for Him to raise up laborers means that He's got to get people under the blood. Get people delivered. Get people filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. So that activation for duplication takes place. And then harvest begins to happen. Amen.
0: For more information on our annual conferences, including our Leadership Conference, Women's Conference, Men's Conference, Youth Leader Intensive, and Youth Camps and Conferences, visit nrpastors.com. To check out all of our podcasts, including the Leadership and Context podcast by Keith Tusi, the Flourish Women's podcast by Penny Tusi and the podcast for all of our conferences, click on the podcast tab on our website. We can't wait to see you at one of our conferences soon.